Hello. And welcome to a transcendence episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Sasha McDonald of Transcend Taping. Sasha is a enthusiastic union apprentice with a company called CityMark out of Toronto. She's college educated and tested the water in sports before finding a home in the union. You know what? I do feel a little stuck where I am. Let me just try something completely different for myself. And um, yeah, hopped in, started out with school for straight three months. And then basically the school set me up with CityMark and I've never looked back since. So that's been like Like two and a half years. Like an apprenticeship. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm currently in, um, I'm actually about a month away from 75% done my apprenticeship. We discuss using athleticism as a catalyst for mental stability while on the job. We discuss the importance of wearing whites and some union finishing techniques she's learned in the union. I'm very excited and honored to kick off the 2024 sponsorship series with Columbia Tools as our January and February sponsors. This is the second time that Columbia has sponsored the Drywall Podcast, and we're grateful to them for that. Stay tuned throughout January for exciting ice bath giveaways and all culminating into a great special Rocky Mountain adventure happening at the end of February where I'll be interviewing two surprise guests. Columbia Tools is a family-owned and operated business that's been rocking the drywall finishing scene for over four decades. Manufactures commercial-grade tools in Canada using cutting-edge machinery and all North American-made materials. You can catch my two-part interview with Aaron and Elliot of Columbia Tools on episodes 23 and 26 on the Drywall Podcast, as well as my live interview with their dad, Bernie St. James, founder of Columbia Tools on episode 54. You can also catch that entire episode on our Instagram page. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a sweet swag bucket from CSR, full of all kinds of cool swag including but not limited to our sample pack of fresco harmony that's exciting are you interested in being on the drywall podcast you can reach out to me directly at info at frescoharmony.com i would love to hear your story but for now sasha mcdonald transcend taping on the 81st episode of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. Sasha McDonald, a very young 30 out of Toronto, Ontario. Ontario. Yep. I can't I can't read my notes here. New but it's not Toronto. It's so I work out in Toronto, but I'm from Newtonville. Newtonville. Very, very small town. I just moved to uh, about an hour outside of Toronto. Home of the Fig Newton, right? That's yeah, they you know what? Maybe Newton. we'll start saying that. It'll catch on, I'm sure. Cool. And so your uh, husband does audio stuff. Um, no, actually, he's a pretty big uh, 
like gamer tech guy. He also does some oh. streaming as well. Um, okay. For a career though, he actually, he's in construction as well. He's a, um, by Red Seal, a drywall mechanic. Um, okay. And then, so he's in doing the drywall, framing, layout and all that kind of stuff that way. Red Seal, what is that? So in Canada, um, a certain amount of trades and occupations are recognized as Red Seal when you reach a certain amount of hours or yeah, stuff okay. like that. So um, under that, so he would be able to get a Red Seal and then for taping as well, it's a Red Seal. So say if I went and worked in Alberta, it's still recognized as the same thing as it would be in Ontario that way. Okay. Yeah. Now, the most important question that I ask, have you listened to the Drywall Podcast? Any yes, episodes? I have actually. Previous <laughs> to just getting us like coming together right now, too. Oh, have, okay. Yeah. So you were like, oh, I better beef up a little bit. What did you listen to? Um, so I definitely, I listened to a couple of the uh, Broly Dad, um, just because I had been on his podcast as well. And we connected okay. over Instagram a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then as well, I think I mentioned to you uh, yesterday, uh, the Christy Slade. My girl, Christy. So I definitely listen to those ones as well. Shout out to Christy. And then uh, yeah, what's your husband's yeah. name, if you don't mind? That's okay. His name is Clayton McDonald. Clayton. And how long have you two been married? Um, we've been married this March will be three years. And that'll be a total together of 13 years. Wow, he was really dragging his feet there, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what some people say, but uh, I always say it's like we kind of knew what would happen anyway, so no rush and might as well do it the way we want to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It sounds pretty Sounds pretty chill. Um, yeah. Sasha McDonald, 30. That's pretty young. When did you start messing around in the drywall trade? Was it because uh -huh. of Clayton? Yes, actually. Yeah, you guessed right. right. Um, so he, I think he's just going into his say sixth year in construction. Um, and now he's like foreman on site running everything that way. So he's doing great. Um, and then, so this February will actually be my two years. Um, oh, you're new. You're yeah, new. I'm a newbie as they say. Yeah. <laughs> you've got like, you're a girl. So, or a woman, you've got like 50,000 followers already. Oh, I wish. Yeah, you know, I think I'm I'm still <laughs> under 2000, so we're getting up there, but we'll figure it out. But yeah, that's, so yeah. That's but, but, more than Fresco Harmony and I think Fresco Harmony's been out a long time, maybe 7, I don't know, long time. Uh, we've been on, I've been on Facebook over 13 years. I mean, oh, when nice. Okay, yeah. Pages, I remember, yeah, Pages just coming out. Um, I mean, I'm older, Gen Xer, so I remember Facebook. I remember MySpace. Oh, like, MySpace. I do remember MySpace, too. Yeah. I remember Pixo, all those hilarious websites. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, yeah, that was uh, so long ago. And then people sort of started to climb onto the social media scene. What a great outlet, though, for the drywall community, although it's had its ups and downs. Yeah, definitely social media in that way can have its negative part, but the yeah. reason it was kind of made it is to make everyone connect and make connections easier and be able to reach out. So I've definitely been able to, uh, well, just connecting with you through Instagram, right? Like that's been a great opportunity yeah. for both of us. And then 
me and Christy, I've now actually met her in person and stuff, but okay. originally it was through Instagram that we were kind of messaging and she reached out to me and just slowly supporting each other through like random posts and this and that. But it seems so minor, but it really does make a difference. Drywall. That's so interesting. But prior to drywall, um, well, a couple things. You said that you kind of take, you get off early on Fridays. Is that every Friday? Yeah, every Friday. So we work a total, um, at least with my company, I work 37 hours. So I work four okay. eight-hour days and then five hours on Friday. Beautiful. Yeah, but, not bad. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to start the weekend a little bit earlier than usual. Yeah, <laughs> duh. We would, when I worked in Colorado, we would, the boss would take us out to lunch and sometimes we'd have too many beers and start our weekend early. What are you going to um, do, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago, though. Yeah, May 19 years ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah, the boss, uh, my boss in Colorado was pretty cool. But uh, nice. that that's a cool feature. What company are you working for currently? So right now I'm with CityMark. It's actually the company I started with two years ago, and I'm still currently with them. Okay, so before that, though... Yeah. I mean, you had 28 years of what? <laughs> Did you try um, to go to college? <laughs> Random, um, yeah, um, you know, I, hanging out with Clayton. Clayton's yeah. going and doing <laughs> stuff. You're doing whatever. What are you doing? I've been uh, all over the place. Um, yeah, definitely hang out with Clay. And then the family and friends are a big thing for me as it is for everyone. Um, yeah. But prior to this, I did, uh, after high school, I took a year off basically just to kind of figure out what I wanted to do and also just play a little extra sports. Athletics are definitely a, other than say my career right now, it's a sports and lacrosse specifically are like my big passion. That's but, right. Uh, but, and you guys do ice yeah. baths too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, I will only say I've only done two. So since we spoke, I've done one more. So that's pretty good. There you <laughs> that's go. not bad. I'm getting there. Right. Where clay is like almost every day. So one day I'll be, uh, I'll be on his level, but, um, but yeah, yeah, so after high school, took the year off, and then I went to Humber College, actually, in Ontario. Okay. And I took a three-year program there to uh, for sports management. So just, uh, it was very general program, but I got a lot out of it. They covered a lot of basis and that sort of thing. But what did you want to do with a sports management uh, education? Um, at the time, I was still unsure exactly of what I maybe wanted to do, but I knew something I wasn't aware of, say, trades yet, but something within the athletic realm, whether it was working for like a non-for-profit, working within a league, um, doing, I was big into sponsorship and events as well. So like getting the tournament set up, making sure there's promotions, the swag, the everything that goes into it. Cool. Um, so I could, yeah, kind of a general interest in it um and then while i was there i did play for the varsity rugby team so as soon as i was there i was set into just sports mode anyway so it was uh no regrets looking back because obviously now i'm not in a uh, sports career um yeah but it was one of like it was the greatest <laughs> time ever i looking back i gained a lot of like uh confidence and a lot of like networking and connections from it as well yeah. so yeah that's kind of what i did afterwards um and then from there, I moved back home and I just went into, I think I actually started working at Sport Check. Um, so worked there in just retail. I was kind of back and forth throughout retail jobs, just 
random management, worked for Home Depot for a little bit in their uh, merchandising section. Okay. So yeah. um, I was installing the lights that you see for the display, the all the orange beams and everything, like every big display like that. <laughs> it always seems like it would be kind of fun to work at Home Depot. Like, mm -hmm. am I am I like the only one that kind of, or Costco is another one. Like Costco right. is like, like those guys are having fun, especially the tire department. Like I always yeah. see the dudes, they got the music going, they're changing tires and stuff. I'm like, yeah, oh man, I'd love to work. Out. Yeah, I'd love to work with the tire guys at Costco. Yeah, they're always busy, cars yeah. coming in constantly. Your day yeah, goes by pretty fast. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Home Depot, it was nice. I was still on the floor, but I wasn't specifically there for customers. So like I would help every once in a while, but I could also kind of just like, get in the zone, get done what I needed to, and then still have the social aspect, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, kind of from there, I was kind of just like at a standstill feeling lost, almost kind of like everyone else in the world right now too, with jobs and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, my husband Clayton, uh, about a year before I got into taping, I think he mentioned it to me. Um, just kind of saying he thinks it would be something I would like be very keen on and take to yeah. really fast. And I kind of, Kind of pushed him off for a little bit. Um, yeah. Here yeah. Don't there. don't tell me what to do, Clay. I got <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, you don't know. I need to figure <laughs> this out for myself, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't yeah. be told what to do. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Um. But uh. So him and one of his coworkers, they did a few side jobs. So I hopped on the side jobs doing the painting for it. Um. Just naturally throughout life, I've just always kind of like randomly been painting rooms here or there with my like family. So I've come. Okay. Um, it comes easy to me for the detail aspect of it. I think that's maybe what Clay saw. Yeah. Um, so yeah, finally I decided, you know what? I do feel a little stuck where I am. Let me just try something completely different for myself. And, okay. um, yeah, hopped in, started out with school for straight three months. And then basically the school set me up with city mark and I've never looked back since. So that's been like, like an, two and a half years, like an apprenticeship. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm currently in, um, I'm actually about a month away from 75% done my apprenticeship. Beautiful. Cool. Yeah. So you're, you're in an apprenticeship and you're a member, you're a union member. Yes. Union member with IU Pat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I started in the union as a 50% okay. apprentice. Yes. Yes. I remember hearing, yeah. I think you were mentioning that to Christian one of them. Too, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think it's a great route to go. It, it's a little lengthy. There's a different, there's a lot of different ways to go. But the one thing that we haven't touched on though is like, cause I'm a collegiate athlete as well. Yeah. There's a lot of athleticism to uh, finishing drywall. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like the different muscles, the strength, and also the, the fine, like the fine tune muscle, uh, use and some of the tools, the yeah. bazooka, like some of these tools, even running the knives is very athletic, I think. And then you're oh, yeah. cl climbing around on scaffold and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I, I feel like, mind, it, yeah, yeah, I feel like it caters to like sort of an athletic mindset, right? Yeah. And like the hard work and like mentally you're drained sometimes, but you got to stay in that ceiling or whatever it is that way. So you kind of, like you were saying from that athletic point of view, you already have that uh, mental stability to push through certain yes. things. So get through that uh, hard labor that construction brings for sure. So yeah, definitely. I would say I've never looked at it that way, but it probably de uh, has pushed me and gave yeah. me a better ability to work in the trades. Now, did you get 
razzed pretty hard. We'll sort of go through, we'll go, because <laughs> I got rat like from day one and I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a smart ass anyways. Yeah. So that, that did not help. But like the journeymen that I work with were some roughnecks, man. Okay. Uh, so, so Sasha walks on, you walk onto the job, like first day, you had to be nervous. Did you have like tools with you? <laughs> like, did was it? I I was younger than you too. I think I was like twenty two, maybe. I was like you know twenty one, twenty two. But um, how did that first like week? And then also there was an aspect of like you're just doing the shit work. So yeah, it sucks, kind of like right, it's yeah, like I don't want to do this for my <laughs> whole life. This is like horrible. Yeah, um, it's a and lot you all do at once. You got to push through that. Let's walk me through your experience in the first like week, month, year. Yeah. Um, Just because it is hard to push through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say um, I think I have um, maybe more of a positive story than some people have. Um, good, good. Whether that's because <laughs> I am a woman or just who I got set up with, because I will say too, like we as women, and I'm sure you okay. too, we go through our trials yeah. and stuff when we yeah. hit the construction sites. Um, but I got yeah. actually set up with an amazing um, journeyman, shout out Carlos. He okay. set me up. I did, sorry, first day I did come. I had like the basic tools, like a six, an eight, a 10, 12-inch um, okay. trowel, sanding pole, just kind of like that sort of thing. Hey, how did you know how did you know what tools to bring to the job so um when i first started the school that i mentioned that i went to um okay. it's called uh ifstc so that's okay. uh, um okay. oh international training center i think for uh finish finishing school yeah finishing school there we go yeah i'm as i'm like what is it oh yeah i'm a drywall international trainer. finishing yeah. school and training center yeah yeah you got it so basically um like you were saying, there's different ways to get into any trade. Um, you okay. can kind of start with any company where I, from my husband's knowledge and kind of my own okay. research as well, um, I wasn't sure of what trade I maybe specifically wanted to go into when I started sure. thinking about the trades. I knew yeah. painting was definitely at the like the top of it, but I did I was looking at painting and then maybe a couple other like random ones. But the one thing that got me with at least in Ontario and with IFSTC you start out with three months of school. So they give you all your certifications, all your training. They give you the basics of this is a flat, this is a butt, this is how you code okay. it. And in the end, you actually finish like, you finish your own little like uh, construction hut. So you do like- Okay, ceiling, so corners. you don't start working for three months. You no, just go so to school. Least, yeah, so other trades you do kind of get right into it. And then you may take the two or three month break to go to school and then come back to site okay. where right. taping in Ontario, at least you start out with the three month in school and then you start. So okay, you don't ever like come back to school. Okay, what's that like the three month uh, school? How often do you go? And um, and just just give me a brief summary of what yeah. that was like, get, getting, you, getting you prepped and do you get paid? Yeah, so you don't get paid during it and there is the fee but when you finish your apprenticeship, you get that fee fully back. So it's kind of just like a reassurance that you're going to go through, okay. kind of stick to your word, which What's is the a fee? nice way to kind of push you. Yeah, it's, uh, I believe it's 900 for taping. It might be oh, okay for painting. All right. Um, but it's you not, do it's not nothing. 
Yeah, no, it is something to start out, but in that you do get, um, they provide you, and I think it is through the government as well, but they kind of give you all the information for it. So like a tool grant to start out with, there's other ways, um, say if people, cause when you're away at school, obviously it kind of takes some time. You're not able to work. Some people yeah. are able to, so yeah. they have different fundings and different loans and okay. different grants through the school as well to like in lieu of that. So it can kind of help you out at least. Um, cool. but yeah, so it's three months. And like I said, they set you up in the beginning. They kind of just give you the rundown, the basics of like, this is 45. This is yeah. uh, ready mix. This is just everything you can think of. They provide that there's two instructors that we have. Um, yeah. and then from there you actually hit the floor and you begin practicing on the wall. So they get you to row spot all the screws and then learn how yeah. to hit the beads properly with your trial. Spin, yeah, the, exactly. spin the outlets, spin swoop, the outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Give the nice big finish on it all. Yeah. So they kind of give you the basics of everything. And then they always just let you know, like, we're showing you these things, but you'll learn from everyone and you'll kind of make it your own signature moves sort of thing, your own signature taper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's three months of uh, just straight school. So like, I think it was like seven to three every day, Monday through Friday. Wow. How yeah. the hell do you fit in that much time? I mean, <laughs> it seems it seems like it would be efficient to throw you guys onto a job at least or take you yeah. into the field. Is there a little bit of that or is it just like a warehouse where they have sheetrock put on and then they rip it down when you guys are done? It kind of is more the latter of what you said, but we do for say like the first couple of weeks, we're in the classroom learning more of the material, the actual history of it all, and just certain the safety kind of behind it. And then, like I said, when we hit the floor, um, the school I go to actually is the school for the drywallers and framers. Okay. So their kind of project while they're in school is to frame and drywall that little hutch. And then we as tapers, get the hutch and then we are to tape it. And that's where our, like, say our, our learning chalkboard is or whatever. So we do all, yeah. all our practice work on that. And then by the end it's to be finished properly. And then you get graded on it. You're graded it throughout the whole entire thing of participation, okay. your skill level, obviously your um, hard work. And then what kind of like uh percentage you actually finish at. Um, and then there is a midterm and everything like they're very serious midterm. And then in it's the awesome. end, there's another test as well. Um, lots of resources too, if you ever need any help, but yeah, it's kind of, it's it acts as if it was a job site. Like they're just walking around. They don't really give you any info. Like once you're set, you can ask a little bit of questions, but they want you to kind of figure it out on your own. Almost as if when you go to job site, they give you some info, but they're also kind of like, let me see what you can do. Let me see what yeah. you got in you. you well, with finishing too, you have to, there's an aspect of developing your own method. It's, yeah. That's, you know, yeah like, exactly. the, like they were saying that you have to just kind of like that person's going to do it different than me. If I'm training somebody to do fresco, it's like here, cover the wall. I work from left to right, uh, top to bottom. Yeah. Get the mud on there. It needs to look like this. Mm -hmm. However that happens is fine as long yeah. as it looks like this exactly <laughs> you know? if the end result's the same sweet but this is how i get there at least so yeah kind of like i said take little tips and trips from everyone um, it's so cool so in mine we went to school once a week for okay. three hours our tools had to be immaculate we oh, had to wear we wore yeah. whites mm -hmm. did, did your tools have to be immaculate yeah end of the day like they wouldn't be like checking through our bags or anything but they were pretty on top of like 
the water needs to be clean. There's no tracking mud around. And we did, I don't Good. wear whites anymore, but in school we had to have white pants and white shirt. Wait, so, wait, wait a second. Why don't you wear whites anymore? I just, honestly, <laughs> as soon as I knew I didn't have to wear whites on a job site, I bought just like black or just, I think actually Costco, speaking of Costco, Costco jeans are great. You don't like the, you don't like the Dickies. I I will I don't know whether it's because of girls, but there's a lot of it's hard to find pants that fit sometimes. So like I was yeah, a huge I'll have fan to try of Dickie. some out maybe. But yeah, I got I honestly I bought a pair of Carhartt to start. And I'm like, okay, amazing. And they've been good, but then they ripped. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I'm gonna be ripping them this often, they'll go a little honestly cheaper if I'm gonna go through them that fast. But the yeah. Costco pants have so much stretch in them, they've been wonderful. Okay. Uh, I bought a pair of Costco and I cut them into shorts, but they were like work pants. I cut all my pants into shorts during summer. Yeah. Of course, it's like uh, Albuquerque. It gets hot down here. So yeah. all of my pants throughout the year become shorts. I'm on the wall less now, but let me show you. I'm like soft. Okay. Yeah. They're like, you know. They Honestly, get like... people pay good money for that. <laughs> <laughs> they get super uh they get super soft and then you can get yeah. different you can get different cuts um but then i like the belt loop on the side i noticed you yeah. wear a back uh loop for yes. your six mm -hmm. which is a yeah. cool that's kind of a cool method yeah i like doing that honestly any knife that i'm using that day will it fit it can fit at least three so i'll probably have my eight and my six at least on me maybe a four depending cool. on like what i'm working on okay. um but yeah i find because when we learned we were just to have our knives in our back pocket and the amount of times you like clip your arm or that sort of thing and especially when we're learning and we're not used to the knives too but yeah. so now that it's in the middle of my back i can easily just go hands-free if i need Quick, yeah. grab it back and then i didn't I like mind that. having it on the side but if you squat down i've like poked my leg a couple times too so it's fully out of the way and like safety wise it's great um very cool so didn't get paid in school for three months yeah that is so interesting to me there's a lot of questions about that like we were thrown to the wolves you know i had to do class once but i was at 50 percent. now when yeah. you graduate when you graduate from IFSTC, are you, what percentage journeyman are you at that point? Are you at 50? Um, so technically we would still be at the zero mark. We're in the beginning stages, but oh, we, I love it. You're zeros. Yeah. Yeah. You just get zero <laughs> off the bat. Just start you off. On Blank ground, clay, right? just a piece yeah. of clay ready to be yeah, molded. No advances. Yeah, no, it's, we did at least get, <laughs> I think it was 700 hours towards our total hours from school so it did we didn't get paid but the hours okay. we were there still kind of went towards it at least um Good. so yeah at least our time was put towards something um, okay now we were 50 55 60 70 80 90 and then journeyman okay how, yes how did your percentage rates go so when you got out i mean 50 was like zero in my world yeah. you you got paid 50 percent of what a journeyman drywall finisher we get paid yes yeah sorry i'm just pulling it up here actually i had okay. it the other day oh there it is um so yeah basically sorry we don't start at zero but you start at <laughs> zero yeah. hours um so i start at 55 percent, and then okay. it goes to 65 75 and then you're capped at 90 until you write your red seal test 
Okay. Yeah. The, and have you done that by this time? Um, no, no, you're so, at 75. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I just handed in my hours today. Um, so right now I'm just about to hit at the end of the month, I'll hit 75%. So that next bump I get by that time, I'll be able to say, write my test and see if I can be 100%. Yeah. I was at 60%. Maybe I was at 70. I was in the union about a year and a half mm -hmm. all through, all said and done. Um, <clears throat> but I requested a raise up to like oh, okay. 80%. I was like, yes. I'm better than these guys. I can walk stilts. Yeah, why I not? I feel like I was picking stuff up pretty quick. I had training mm -hmm. prior to being yeah. in the union. And after about a year, I was like, I submitted a request for 80% journeyman ways and I got it. Perfect. Yeah. Why yeah. not ask, right? It's worth uh, a try. We didn't have like a red seal test or anything like mm -hmm. that. Um, I never did officially journey out as a, yeah. I ended up moving down to Arizona and I started working peace rate and stuff. And then you just like, yeah, you, all, you know, it, another education factor that you might consider uh, is that it's so different. One thing I didn't realize about drywall when I did it up in, and I was in Portland, Oregon, uh, in the Northwest, um, moving to like the Southwest or Colorado, it's so different in different areas. Like you guys probably don't learn anything about texturing. No, we don't. Honestly, I, we learn a, on like the stucco factor. Like we learned a quick, maybe two day thing about that in school. Um, and then we did a little bit of, have you heard of jewel stone before? No. Um, so it's like, almost like a mix between concrete and the drywall compound that we use. And cool. it's used to almost make like a fake brick look. So you can do whatever design you want. Basically there's uh this wire or sorry, tape that has wire in it and you can make triangles, whatever the shapes of uh, bricks, the like patio stones, like round ones, everything like that. Cool. You make your little design, you coat fully over it, make sure it's nice and flat. You wait about maybe 10 minutes. It looks as if you like skimmed a wall, wait about 10 minutes. And then you just pull the tape and it shows, it reveals your design. And then from there, you think you maybe wait another few minutes or say 20 minutes and you can add it's uh powder that's colored and you can make your own brickwork. So a little bit of red, some rust, yeah. some browns and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, it's, that was just like a quick two day thing too, that we learned in school, but it's definitely something you could use for like a feature wall or around like a fireplace or anything. So yeah, I'd say that was like the textured work we've done so far. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's where Fresco Harmony was born. They pulled out yeah. the color in the yeah. union, in the apprenticeship. Unreal. And yeah. I made a mural. I ended up making a, like a mural with joint compound and plasters so cool. and yeah. color and stuff. Um, and then we also did a lately on the Fresco Harmony page, there's been a couple of things about the glue. So yep. the instructor at one point rolled out a wall with Elmer's glue, and then we did mud over the top of it, and it cracked. Oh. And I mean, normally there would be no application for that, or what you're talking about is yeah. just kind of a, a tchotchke knowledge that you file yes. away. Yeah. But in my world now, it's every, you know, I'm doing fresh, I'm doing like colored joint compound all walls the time. Yeah. all the time. So like anything is, you know, anything is possible. All of that knowledge comes into play. That tape sounds very interesting to me too, but also the jewel stone, like that's cool. It must be a hard is, do you know what product, uh, what company that product comes from? 
honestly, I don't know. I can message you sometime when I do. Like USG. I'm honestly, I'm assuming something like that because it was okay. some, it was through the school, and I know that they have like a couple partnerships with them and like CGC, the drywall compound as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure specifically, but yeah, and in the end, it just hardens exactly like a brick, and it, like I said, you would never know it wasn't brick or stone on your wall once you were done. Yeah, super cool. cool. Yeah. And do you uh, do you seal it afterwards? Um, I, I think you can, like you can do if you want like that glossy kind of sheen to it sometimes that patios have, or you can just do it the rough look and it just looks like rough exposed brick. Totally. You could probably spray it with a, with a sealer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. It would last. I don't sure you wouldn't probably have that much of an issue with it lasting, but it might give it that extra little strength too. Very cool. I love that kind yeah. of stuff. So, um, so you graduate, so to speak, you're at 55%. And this uh, this apprenticeship program gives you a, or school as you call it, what do they call it there? Um, yeah, so the school is what I went to, which started my apprenticeship, but it's basically, they'll give me a red ceiling in the end. Is that what you were meaning? Sorry. Just what they call the apprenticeship. Do they call it an apprenticeship? Yeah, yeah, they just call it an apprenticeship. So yeah, drywall okay. finisher apprenticeship. Yeah. Okay. And you guys don't do any hanging, steel stud, painting. It's just finishing. Yeah, it's just finishing the odd time. Like we will do some of like the caulking, depending on like the pipe work and stuff like that. But yeah, it's straight just finishing. Um, I know some companies in Ontario, the tapers do install some of like the beads or like the trim text plastic bead that can go around yeah. certain areas. Yeah. Um, at least with my company or out of Toronto right now, we are just strictly taping. That was going to be one of my questions was like the corner bead. Cause that seems like, you know, a lot of finishers don't do the corner bead, but it's yeah. such a big deal. And that, that we're not like, they're not introduced to a lot of the possibilities that are available with corner bead reveal yeah. beads, all of the specialty corner beads that Trimtex has mm -hmm. all of yeah, these things that are super, yeah. yeah, super cool stuff. Um, that should definitely be a part of that program. Um, yeah. if, if I was a new person and I listened to the drywall podcast and I got excited about Sasha's story and I mm -hmm. wanted to join the union, um, what route would I go? Cause you had clay. He kind of helped, yeah. maybe he knew where to go, but where yes. is there a website that somebody can look on to check that out? Yeah, actually. So say at least for people in Ontario, um, you would just have to, if you can go to the union website, so the IUPAT website, Okay. Um, International Union uh, of Painters and Allied Trades. Um, if you go to that website, it'll list the trades all in a pull down list. You can select each one. And then once you're actually on that page, it will give you the school or company connections or contacts that you need to maybe go through them in order to get signed up through the union or sign up with a company. So okay. for me, I did know through clay, like you said, but if, um, if you just wanted to know about it within Ontario, you can also just Google the IFSTC and it also lists same thing, pull down list of all the trades that they have, how long it takes the fee, what you get out of it, what it entails. Okay. There's actually some photos on the website. Um, and then from there, same thing, contact information, and you can register right there. You'll get an email and then it'll let you know. I think there's I think there's four classes a year every three months, or I might have that backwards, but okay. something like that. So basically <clears> if you don't make this month, you can make the next one in four months. Um, 
but yeah, okay. you just have to hop on the website and all the information's there. And like, they're very helpful in the office as well. It's cool. It's really yeah. cool. That's a three month program versus college where you come out and you're making money. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lie. I'm making a lot more now than what I did coming out of college. So, uh, yeah, trades has been very good for me and that too. Anyone listening yeah. and you're like, man, I need to make some money. You can make a lot of money very yeah. fast. Like I said, yeah. my apprenticeship is three years and in three years I'm making great amount. And me and my husband have been very lucky and we're very grateful, but we're able to uh, cool. buy a house. And in today's age, buying a house is not the easiest thing, but no. Two, uh, like me and him being two partners, it, both in the trades has been a huge, um, just opportunity and advancement for yeah. us. And you have full benefits and all that stuff, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah you're taken care huge. of. Yeah. And there's Good so many you. different companies. Like if you, like I said, I was lucky enough to get up, set up with a company, the guys I was with, like, were very, um, like I said, forthcoming with information and helpful, or just hear some contact list that I had where if yeah. you don't have the great experience, there's so many companies, you can just go to another one, find the people you really chime with and you'll be all set. I'm proud of you. That's cool. Thank you. It's, I it's a really cool story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, very neat. So now we can talk about <laughs> your first week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's a bit, the apprenticeship thing is that is a route. Not everybody it's, it's actually a unique route going through an yeah. apprenticeship program of the people that I talk to on this show, yeah. their dads did it. They, their dad teaches them how to do it or their mm -hmm. grandpa, they learn. But you're, you had a different experience. And that probably when you came onto the job, they were like, Hey, you guys gotta be cool with Sasha. Yeah. I feel like nowadays, <laughs> even if some people don't follow it, they do yeah. get that kind of talk. Hey, someone's yeah. starting today, blah, blah, blah. Let's try not to give her too hard of a time. Yeah. Um, and it was very intimidating. Like walking into yeah. any job is so yeah. intimidating, but knowing that, okay, the chances of another woman being on site are, I'm probably one in two or one in yeah. three on site, um, yeah. which when I started, I think I was one in three on site. So even that though, I was like, Hey, I thought I might be the only one. So totally. it's nice to kind of walk into. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, my boss, Carlos, like I said, shout out to him and shout out to a couple of my other coworkers there. They really took me under their wing. And like within the first week, it was kind of like, okay, go do that corner. You, if you have questions, you can ask me after, but let me just see what you can do. So okay. you kind of second guess yourself, but I started realizing if I just stop questioning, I know what I'm yeah. doing and I can do it right. So I just, I just need to do it. So yeah. after a while, I just kind of got over that fear and was right in the mode. And like I said, learned a lot from them as well. Um, so my first month was nerve wracking, but huge learning curve as well from school where it's a little more lax and you're just focusing on this one thing. This yeah. is a job site we mix here, but you need to carry it all the way to the third floor. So as a new apprentice too, you kind of, you kind of want to prove yourself. So I'm like mixing full buckets, like <laughs> carrying them all over the place. Like got to prove myself. I'm like, yeah. and I don't, I don't have a fear of heights really. So I'm happy to climb up on a scaffold or sure. like 12 foot ladder. And I think I, I wanted to show them that I was willing to do those things as well. Like, obviously I'm only going to work safe, but I also wanted them to show like, I'm here. I know you might have your certain views about me, either just being a new person in taping or because I am a woman. Yeah. Um, where getting down and talking with a couple of my coworkers later, I did find they're like, well, we saw you walk on site. And we're like, she's not, 
she's not going to want to get dirty or like doesn't want to touch the mud. And they're like, you were right in there. So as soon as we saw that, we knew you'd be like no issue and no problem. Um, And then, yeah, so the first year was a little, like I said, lots of learning, lots of positivity, great encouragement from home life, from Clayton, from my mom, my dad, my sister, everyone that way. And my friends. And then also, like I said, everyone on site was wonderful. Even nobody looked, nobody looked down on you, huh? And they were like, Oh, Sasha, why don't, why don't you go, why don't you go do something with your life? She's wasting her life with all this drywall nonsense. None of that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people, I guess I do surround myself with supportive people and I try to make sure of that. Um, but Good. I'm sure maybe there was some chatter behind the scenes, but like I didn't hear any of it or at least I didn't okay. let it affect me. Okay. Um, so, and I've always been like with being in athletics too, being a woman, obviously it's a little harder to get into things. And I've always been a big advocate for like young girls and just like to be yeah. proud of yourself and confident. Yeah. So for me to go down this route too, I was like, what I can do in athletics to be a motivator and inspiration for people. I can yeah. also do it in the trades world as a Absolutely. woman coming into it. Or just someone in trades, because whether you're a woman or not, people kind of look down on us in trades and this and that and think you're stupid or oh, they're just a dumb drywall or whatever it is. But like yeah. it's not true. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And like we were talking about like the mental stability you have to have to every day wake up at 4.30 in the morning, know that you're going to go do hard work for seven, eight hours a day yeah. to come home and go do it all over again and be dirty while doing it and sore. Like, I think that takes a lot and not enough people get, um, are, aren't given their flowers for that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 It's a bitch. It's yeah. a bitch. Drywall finishing is a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. it take it does take mental stability and also physical ability for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, definitely a part two of why I think I've loved it so much being an athletic and physical person, like it's yeah. like strength training for seven hours a day. So I'm just yeah. have my arms up pushing on a wall, but like you're staying fit at the same time. So that ice kind of bath, that ice bath has got to feel good after a hard day in the it union. It does. Yeah. I will admit it. It's <laughs> kind of like you're, you hate it at the time, but then once you're oh, out, yeah. like, I've accomplished that and this. Oh so. yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very good. So did you, when you were in the apprenticeship, did you learn, did they introduce the tools, the, um, any yeah. of that? They, yeah. yeah. So well, are they advocate of the tools or is it all just hand finishing or just a well-rounded amount of all of it? Um, so the main thing they focus on, because a lot of us out of school, um, hourly in Ontario, you don't really see people using automatic tools. Like I have here, there, like rip the box on the job site. But that's okay. like if there's a big push or a huge section where it's really needed, where hourly, like I said, they we don't really use the tools where if you're working piecework in Ontario, you're using the automatic tools all day long. Oh, yeah. Um, so in school, when I was there for the three months, they did mainly focus on hand tools, trowel with your knife and hawk. But then there was, I think it was a two week, maybe two or three week period where they brought out the bazooka. We got to run the bazooka, run the box, all that kind of stuff, the flushers. And I loved it. I was like, well, if I'm sticking with this, I'm a hundred percent going to get one of these one day, which shout out to level five as well. I bought a, bought on a sale, got a 12 inch, a 10 inch box and a couple nice skimming blades as well. All Um, level five stuff. Yeah, all level five okay. stuff that I've found. Right. Yeah, it's been some some good deals up at uh, CSR, actually, is where I've picked them up from. Yeah, um, shout out to CSR. Yeah, shout out to CSR as well. A couple of my videos, you'll see the CSR logo on the shirt for sure. 
Um, but yeah, in school, they kind of gave us the rundown of everything. Let us know. You'll probably start with hand tools, but they at least give you that base knowledge. So when I went on site, Carlos was like, have you ever ran a box? And I'm like, I have, I'm not, I've only done it a couple of times, but it's worth a try. And like, yeah, I took to it really fast. And now I'm some people in my company don't know how to use the box and I'm one of the newer apprentices and I could do it all day. So I'm kind of like, it's nice to have that knowledge and skill under my belt yeah. that yeah. if I need to use hand tools, I can, or if they have a push or whatever they want, I can do, I can run the box all day long if they want to as well. So you got to learn the tools. Yeah. Gave you a, yeah. The school gave us like you're asking, like very versatile and lots of options for us that way. Cool. What, why, what was the incentive for you to buy your own tools just out of curiosity? Yeah. So I do, um, the odd side job on my own as well. And that, like I said, from my yeah. husband with his coworker kind of doing things, they slowly showed me the ropes that way. And like, yeah. just putting myself out there and honestly, Facebook has been great. All like the Facebook town groups. A lot of people are like, Hey, got a basement to finish, got a patch. Does anyone know anyone? And my friends will tag me yeah. or I'll yeah. see it. I'll just DM the person. And honest, I probably 90% of my jobs have come from Facebook, to be honest. Does City Mark frown on that, though, going out and hustling your own work a little bit? I think in general across the board, they want to make sure you're showing up every day still at work. So they want and to And 100%. Exactly, right? They don't want to know, well, why'd you miss this day? Was yeah. it because you were actually sick? Or were you at a side job and it's like uh, make the clear distinction this is work this is my number one priority is city yeah. mark and my actual union job that comes first if i have extra time that's where i'll fit in the the side job sort of that way but yeah i always i don't i know some other people may not follow that kind of system but yeah city mark number one and then the okay. rest can come because it's all of course baby in the end so of course yeah, that was my main reason to kind of get the box um and the skinning okay. blade stuff as well yeah um was kind of knowing that how how much they can speed up time and where you can really make your money that way with them did they teach the skimming blades in the apprenticeship no, they didn't. I actually learned on my own. Just WTF. watching a couple videos. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's been great though. And now I use yeah. them like, for everything. So yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. I've heard good things about the skimming blades. They were before my time, but sometimes we'll get nasty, like uh, you know, transition where it goes from texture to new drywall. Yes. And uh my guy Jack has a has a skimming blade. We'll bust that out for yeah. big you know, big it's nasty nice. stuff. Yeah, I need, like I have a big, I think a 20 inch trowel and that's nice, but the skimming blade, you can hold with both hands. So it's yeah. more of an even ride rather than the wavy trowel at some yep. point. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah I cool. like, I think, I think I might've used it once on a couple columns and then my mom wanted to redo her entrance. So I was like, now or never, I guess I'll try it out of my mom's house. So we took down the wallpaper, I skimmed it all, and then I okay. used my skimming blades on that and it turned out great. Okay. So once I did that, it was kind of a confidence boost. So I'll bring them to work and everything. You know, I can go into a job and be like, it's X amount, we can blow over this. And it depends on the wallpaper. If the wallpaper is on there and it has a good, like, you know, yeah. uh, surface, you, you go through and cut out the edges a little bit. There might be some mm -hmm. stuff to cut out, but you can... You know, we've blown over it so many times and, yeah, you know, with minimal issues. Job. Yes, definitely. Very cool. Um, where are we at? So uh, 
I was going to ask, what's the largest side job that you've ever done? And is there going to be a point where Sasha's like, I'm going to go on my own. I'm going to start my own company. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> side job wise, I normally am by myself. So I haven't taken on that large of a job. Um, okay. I don't even know, like off the top of my head, square footage. Um, yeah, that's okay. but I have kind of just like a basic small basement with like a bathroom attachment as well with it. So okay. just to kind of keep the work down and make sure I'm doing it fast enough for the client as well. So kind of yeah. more just small basements, um, and then a few just garages, but they're pretty basic. It's just a big square room. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, like for the future, I would love, especially with my husband, like we have something I think really special here where he does the framing drywall. I have the taping and I can paint. So it's there like you go. pretty well-rounded that way. So definitely um, in the future, we've thought about kind of doing our own thing as a company. Um, I know, or we know a lot goes into that. So there's lots of research and time to come. Yeah. I definitely wanted to finish my apprenticeship. Um, and like I mentioned, I'm super happy where I am too. So yeah. it's kind of like, let's see where this takes me right now. But yeah. it's nice to know that if we ever need or anything like that, we kind of have a buffer because yeah. we both can do so much on our own. Yeah. It's cushy. It's cushy getting that paycheck. And then also, you know, if you can throw a five, $7,000 side job on that once a month, man, exactly. that's awesome. It takes you off know. a lot of pressure that way. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing I've thought of too more recently in the past year with getting um, so close with Christy and then one of my main um, union reps that I reach out to bounce ideas off of that sort of thing. His name is, I think Christy mentioned him as well, um, Ivan Dons. He's done a lot of work for IUPAT um, across the board and especially for me. So I keep in touch with him and he's kind of got me interested in the whole union rep side of things as well. So there you go. that also yeah. got some ideas working in my brain that maybe potentially in the future, I could be a rep and continue yeah. this push that I want to inspire and motivate people to join the trades and especially women out there as well. The only downside to that is that Christy's not so much in the limelight on social you know, yes. you, you lose kind of that, like you're in the field, like kicking ass and making yeah. video content and having fun and stuff. You're doing you, it another way. Yeah. You're doing it another way. I've, mm -hmm. I've lost it too with the podcast and you go, you choose your poisons, you go in certain directions and, yeah. uh, you know, but I think as far, as long as there's growth attached to it, if you're growing as a human yeah. and also if you can inspire other women, uh, uh, people to come into yeah. the trade, that's like worth its weight in gold. I think that's very rewarding. Yeah. And it's major. That's why it interests me. I'm pissed at colleges, mm -hmm. uh, you know, producing, you know, producing these jobless uh, drones, you know, with a piece of paper that you go and hang on your wall in a giant uh, college loan. Um, whereas a three month program, you can get out making money with full benefits yeah. and um, a future, like, and it's not just full benefits, but like, I mean, they were making good money 22, 25 yeah. years ago when I was doing it, it was like good money for three year time investment. You can be fully journeyed out with 
exactly. full, full benefits and stuff. And you're it's, only 21. Like say you do it right out of high school or something. Right. Like you imagine being 22 and where we are now, but you're doing that then. And by yeah, the time I partied. 30, I partied like, a shitload, yeah. Sasha. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> All I had to do was get to work, man. Yeah. I remember yeah. one time I went, I played indoor soccer because I was still playing soccer. This is up mm -hmm. in Portland and uh, went, went to party that night, ended up sleeping in my car. I woke up at like oh. 5 a.m. I was so sick and I still mm -hmm. made it to my, my dad always said, um, if it's your fault, you got to make it to work the next yeah. day. Like, like that I was kind of, that was always my gauge. Like, if I, if I'm naturally sick, okay, that's one thing. But if yeah, I'm hungover, exactly. get it. your ass to to the job <laughs> and show up. And um, yeah, 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 not a good idea too. If you're listening, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. you've been there. If you're a drywaller, it sounds guys. Okay, I know we make it sound fun, even though no, it was. it's horrible. Looking back, sometimes it wasn't. <laughs> no, for um, sure. Very cool. And another thing I asked. Um, that's so cool. So hopefully if I get up to Toronto again to CSR yeah. uh, and we do a training, we do a fresco training, maybe you can make it out for that. I think to. it would be, yeah. it would be really fun to get in touch with Christy and go and grab uh, both of you guys. And yeah. we'll go, we'll go over to like the apprenticeship class and do like a fresco harmony demo. That'd like how cool, how yeah. fun would that be? Like, um, be super cool. I was just yeah. sort of uh, thinking about that as you were talking about the, the, the unique texture applications yeah. that you did in the class. I was like, oh, it'd be really fun to go play with Fresco Harmony up there. Right? Like maybe someone's fun. interested in taping, but then they see the Fresco Harmony and they're like, well, I'm, I find more, because it's kind of like, it is an art. And then that's like adding color and all this more design aspect to it. Right. So even like I, you're the first person or first company I've heard of that does this sort of thing. So like, who knows, maybe if I would have known this 10 years ago, I would like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all about just pushing the information out there and like, yeah. said, kind of yeah. being frustrated with colleges and schools. Like I always knew about trades and it's not like it was hidden from me, but it wasn't ever like pushed or really like influenced or motivated to you. So, right. but like, if I would have heard more about the benefits and like the raises, how it's like, if you work, this right. hard, you put in your work, you're you are given the money that you deserve rather than fighting for the money that you deserve. So right. I liked it. Yeah. I liked waking up early and making my lunch and going and being around with the derelicts. And like, I mean, they were yeah. salty. The dudes that I were working with were salt. I hung in there, but yeah. it was like, I liked it. It, it was makes like you feel proud the too. day right. went by fast. You work hard you make a mm -hmm. good paycheck. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic route for uh for people coming out of high school like and yeah. I'm a, I'm an advocate for sure. Yeah. Um 100%. One thing I do ask is a pearl of wisdom that you could bestow on the drywall community. Hmm, a pearl of wisdom. What do you wisdom. got? <laughs> um I'd probably just say for anyone that's lost, questioning, just don't know what to do in your life, not happy in the job, just take that leap, take that risk and take the jump into the trade world. There's so many different trades and avenues you can go into. If you hop into taping and you realize don't, you don't like it on site, maybe you see a plumber or maybe you see a sprinkler fitter. Like you yeah. can just, once you get your foot in the door, there's so many more options for you. And like I said, with companies, you can go here or there. So there's just, 
there's no cap for you in trades. You can always switch. You can always learn. Um, yeah, if you're ever just questioning anything, I think trades are the place for you. You'll There's lots of different people. You can do whatever you want. You Like we were just talking about, you're super proud of yourself every day when you go home. You accomplish a lot. You can drive yeah. down the road and see the building that you finished and point it out to your mom for the seventh time, but yeah. she's still proud of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if anyone needs that little confidence boost and if you can just hold through, push through that first week, that month, like you're saying too, the the toughest part, it will be so rewarding for sure. Yeah, it gets easier. It gets yeah, it gets it, does. it gets more comfortable. Yeah. It sounds it's hard easier at, said than done, but it's true. It does get easier. <laughs> yeah, it's hard at first. Um uh Sasha McDonald out of Newtonville, Ontario, yes. 30 year old. Are you a journeyman? Would we call you a journeyman at this point? No, you know what I'd like to say, it, but no, I'd call myself I'm still an apprentice. So Okay, apprentice, not quite journey person, yeah journey person and then uh you're you're going for your red uh uh red seal early yeah say well not early i guess in the same amount of time it's 5400 hours um, okay but so once i'm done those hours i'll be going so say about a year year and a half i'll be going for that red seal so cool thank you yeah. so much for taking the no time problem. to be on the drywall podcast i think this was educational um you're a fantastic interviewer um uh interviewee and uh you were <laughs> this was you. great I, the flow was wonderful and yeah yes. easy to talk to it was perfect yeah um and we'll we'll talk soon hopefully if i get yeah. up to uh csr again to have a training we can actually meet face to face wouldn't that be great yeah i'd love to that'd be great and sometime in the future we can do another podcast that'd be fun Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll catch up with you and see, uh, see where, you know, where your path has yeah. led, you know, a year from now or something. That'd be really cool. Sounds like lots of fun for sure. <laughs> okay. Sasha, you have a fantastic day and we'll talk soon. You too. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. Shout out to Sasha McDonald for being with us on the drywall podcast today. Thank you so much for your time. Also, shout out to Columbia Tools. At Columbia Tools, they don't just talk the talk or walk the walk. At Columbia, customer satisfaction is their battle cry. Their top priority is giving you a grade A experience from start to finish. Got a question? Got a concern? They're ready to tackle those issues head on, whether it be by email or phone or even Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, however you can get a hold of them. And be sure to check out their YouTube channel as well for super dialed how-to videos. Their maintenance videos are the secret sauce, and those kick-ass videos will keep your tools in prime condition. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. You can watch this entire interview on YouTube as well. Thank you so much for joining us us today on the drywall podcast i sincerely appreciate it i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did stay tuned next week for lee goldman let's get to the bottom of this wet and stick it might be a two-part series you'll have to tune in to find out but until then keep drywalling <laughs>